Welcome back to coverage here on Ag News 890 from Commodity Classic. Here we are in Houston, Texas in the Calmer Cornheads booth, and we're going to be here the next couple of days giving you updates here from Commodity Classic. Lots and lots of people coming in. They're expecting probably 10,000 plus every day. So a lot of folks coming around and uh, checking out all the different levels, three levels of uh, information it is uh, unbelievable if you haven't ever had a chance to be here you need to come because this is spectacular right now we are going to talk with uh, chris hain he is uh, with nasa believe it or not and uh, you are uh, are you a meteorologist with nasa well yeah technically i'm a research scientist but my background actually is in atmospheric science so i got into this field to, you know to learn about uh, how to use um, you know satellite data to really attract, you know, to tackle some of the weather problems we have. So I, I grew up always wanting to be a meteorologist, went to school to be a meteorologist, uh, liked research so much, I stayed until my PhD, and now I'm a research scientist at NASA. And it, it's just, it just blows me away to see how, you know, because you, you're walking around and you're seeing all the machinery and everything else, and all of a sudden, there's NASA. But NASA is playing a huge part in, in assisting American agriculture. Yeah, that's true. I mean, so about three years ago, we decided that, uh, you know, our leadership is like, we're going to make, a, you know, do some unconventional uh, kind of interaction with stakeholders. So um, they got us to come to the Commodity Classic three years ago, and this is our third year here. And yeah, we're really trying to show that, you know, we're your space agency and we have an agricultural program. And a lot of the satellites we use uh, tackle some of those problems that, uh, you know, farmers and producers uh, experience on a day-to-day -day basis and we're trying to find solutions to those problems uh, and the best way to learn about what solutions need to be addressed is to come and talk to the farmers and this is a, a great avenue for us to talk to a bunch of people who are experiencing the day-to-day -day problems and then from my background from a weather standpoint you know farmers they're basically meteorologists too in the sense that they, they need to know what the weather happens every day it affects their operations every day and anything we can do to help their uh, operations is something that we're, we're really striving to do well and uh, you know Coming from, uh, you know, way back in, in the, the art of uh, forecasting weather and doing that to, to the uh, knowledge and the tools that are available out there now and even more so with the, with the things that you folks maybe are working on, uh, it's come a long way. Yeah, I mean, weather prediction has come a long way. And, you know, when I started in this field 20 years ago, you know, you wouldn't trust a three or four day forecast. And now we're, you know, we're having skill out to maybe five, six, seven days. Um, you know, forecasts are hard. I mean, the weather's always going to be hard to predict. It's, it's, a, it's a highly chaotic system. Um, but yeah, we're making, you know, good progress to, you know, make it so that people have forecast information that they can actually make better decisions on. Um, and also, you know, we do other things at NASA beyond weather. You know, we have a lot of satellites that look at things like vegetation, land surface temperature. So we can really look at, you know, how the crop is responding to the stressors it has in its system. Um, and like I said, if, you, if, you're, if you're able to have a couple days warning about something, you can make hopefully a, a decision to mitigate some of the impact. Um, you know, we can't stop certain things. I mean, there's always gonna be extreme events, uh, but it's good for us to understand why those happen, how they're changing, and what we can do to better forecast them. The common thread with everybody when you talk to any of these uh, manufacturers, any of these people, is when they're, they're, they're doing this for the producer to make things more efficient, and that's exactly what this is about, making things more efficient, being able to get information into the hands of these growers that are going to help them out long term. Yeah, and I mean, that's, and that's really what we're trying to do is that, you know, when you work with a stakeholder, you know, say a producer or a farmer, we need to understand how they use the data. Because if we're not delivering the product in a usable way, we're not hitting the mark. So, you know, like I've, when I, when I, when I came, became a scientist, I always thought I would go talk to a user and, and I would, they would be so excited about what I was gonna do that they would just be able to do it. Uh, and then I realized that 
it's a lot easier if you can sit them down, understand how they're making their decisions, and then gear a product or a capability towards that. Um, so really having the humbleness to know that, you know, I'm not a farmer, I'm not a producer, and I don't know what their day-to-day -day is always going to be like, so I need to learn about what they're doing so that I can tailor my science and my research to you know, really address what they're doing, because I don't want to develop something that nobody can use, because that defeats the purpose of what we're doing. Well, you've been, uh, you've been coming to these now for a while. What are some of the things that you're hearing from producers, from users? What are some of the things that they really want? Yeah, I, I think, you know, from, from my standpoint, you know, I, 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 get, I get kind of, you know, called the weather person when we go out on these trips because, you know, it is my passion and I, I, I do come from the meteorology background. Um, but yeah, better forecasts, better forecasts out, you know, in the weeks. Um, you know, a lot of farmers want to know, you know, early in the season how the season's going to be. Now, we have limits to predictability when we're starting to look at, you know, that seasonal forecasting. Um, but there are some things that we are able to do to, to try to limit the uncertainty. And that's really, you know, when you're talking about those long range forecasts, you're trying to narrow the uncertainty. And so that, you know, they might say, well, I don't know exactly how this season's going to go, but if I have a little bit of a hedge towards one or the other, then I can make that decision. Um, and really, you know, like I said, it's, it's always been a really, really great audience to, do, uh, to interact with here. Everyone's really positive. Everyone's really happy that we're here. And um, they really, you know, there's always going to be challenges that they face. And we're, we're trying to understand those so that we can, you know, really properly address them. Now, how long have you been with NASA? So I started in NASA in 2016, so this is my seventh year. Uh, I've, been a, I've been a scientist now for about 15 years, but for the last seven years I've been uh, working with NASA, although before that I worked at a university and also supported you know, a number of NASA projects. So NASA's a great place to work. Um, you know, a lot of people don't necessarily understand that we have a large earth science program. Um, like I always say, it's great for all the space stuff we do, but we still live on this planet. It's the only planet we have to live on, so we have to learn to understand and do better uh, for the planet that we have right now. And I would imagine, like you said, uh, being being a scientist, that is like uh, the you know that's like the promised land, right? Getting to NASA, I would say. Yeah, I mean, it's. I will say that um, when I before I worked for NASA, I had friends and colleagues that worked for NASA, and they always talked about how great it was to work for NASA. And uh, I didn't truly understand that uh, you know the pride you have for working for an agency that you know everybody in the world understands what they do. Um, so you know you can. You know, it's funny, I live in Huntsville, Alabama, and there's a large NASA center there, so in my local community, people are like, oh, you work for NASA. Well, I know a bunch of people work for NASA, but some of the places we get to travel and they find out, oh, it's a NASA group. You, know, you just see people light up and the kids light up, uh, and you know, that makes us really feel that you know, what we're doing is making a difference, and you know, we want to encourage that next generation of scientists, too. Uh, nothing seems to excite kids more, and it and it always has. I mean, I can remember growing up too, and, and watching, uh, you know, uh, the space shuttles going up and everything, and just how excited that would be. In fact, when I told my kids that we we're going here for this conference, we're going to Houston. That's the only thing they brought up. So I mean, that's that's you know everything else that's going on here. Oh, NASA. Yeah. Yeah, you know, the last three commodity classics have all been in an area where there's a NASA center close by. They, you know, there's a, the Michoud Assembly Facilities in New Orleans from three years ago. Last year we were outside of Kennedy, uh, and this year with Johnson Space Flight Center. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's just, and even my kids, they'll, they'll come home and they'll bring, like, a NASA sticker home, and then I'll be like, I work there. And, and you know, it's like even to them, it's like, it's you know, it's, it's they don't quite get them. They're young, but, um, yeah, they, you know, it's just the excitement's really you know it's great to see that people are excited that we're here and we're excited to be here 
Well, if if growers listening, you know, want to, and they can't be here maybe to see you guys, how else could they maybe get the word to you of different things that they're looking for or, you know, get the word out or find out more about the things that you're offering, things that you guys are looking at right now? Yeah, so NASA actually has a, a, a project, a consortium called Acres, which is focused on domestic, you know, continental U.S. agriculture. So, um, you know, it's just, it's an acronym, but it's Acres. Um, but uh, go to the website. Um, they have they have people that are, are, you know, tasked with interacting with and learning from producers and farmers. So we want to hear from you. Like I said, you know, we are able to better address the challenges you face if we're able to actually interact with you and understand on a personal level what, what your challenges are. And, um, you know, we don't want to do this in a vacuum. We want to, we want to, we want to develop science and capabilities that really address the needs of the users. Um, so, you know, it's, it's your space agency, so you get what you get put into it. And so we really want people to, you know, understand that we're here to help and, you know, we're never going to turn away somebody if they, they come with an idea. And like I said, you know, the people we get to talk to here, it's great. And a lot of those connections have turned into longstanding working and collaboration. So um, the best thing I would say is reach out and we're always willing to hear what you, what you need and what you have to say. And, you know, we're, we want people to work with. Chris, thanks so much for taking some time. It's been really awesome talking with you. All right, thanks. Thanks for having me. You bet. Chris Hain there, uh, NASA Agriculture Program. Plenty more to come here from Commodity Classic in Houston, Texas, from the Calmer Cornheads booth on Ag News 890.